Hey guys, I have a question for you. How do you spread abundance? This year, Joe and I are spreading even more abundance by giving out insights on money, wealth strategies, and resources in our current newsletter, Creating Abundance in 52 Weeks, that we want to share with you for free. So sign up right now as you're listening to this episode on our website at www.abundantculture.co. That's .co slash newsletter, www.abundantculture.co slash newsletter. Don't let delay get in the way of your abundant year. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast. Where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beasts of business. People like Gary V, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett. All to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly. Hey everybody, it's Joe. Welcome back to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We're so glad to have you back again this week. Today, we're gonna be talking about the PPP loan, the Paycheck Protection Program loan released by the federal government. A lot of people have been very confused about what this loan is, how it works, what you can use it for, what you can't use it for, the terms, and all those other different things. But today, we were able to interview somebody who is a financial expert and is an expert in the area of the PPP loan. He's helped many of his clients get it and understand it. So we're going to be talking to him today about how to apply, how to get it, what to use it for, what not to use it for, and its most efficient uses. So get ready to listen to and learn from our good friend, Wayne Titus. Hi, Wayne, and thank you again for coming on to a part two of the podcast. We were so excited to talk to you last time, and I, like I was telling you before we started recording that I was excited again when I got the email that you wanted to come on for part two. Absolutely. Um, so for all the listeners, if you want to m- hear more about his story, you can go back to the episode from last week um, to hear more about his story, but this week we'll keep it short and straight to the point. So this week we are talking about the PPP program. And the first question I want to ask you, Wayne, is why isn't it too late to apply for the PPP? Because um, at first we thought we had to hurry up and do it um, and that it was going to run out. And it seems like it is so ever changing, like we were just talking about. Yeah, actually, uh, and actually the deadline for making applications June 30th, right? So I know we're recording this on the 23rd, so you really only have like a week left to make application under the old program. But there has been so many changes. Uh, last week was the 19th interim rule change as it relates to the PPP program. And there is a, there's a bill in front of Congress uh, that would extend the application date for Paycheck Protection Program loans. So it's very possible that it's going to extend the application portion is going to extend past June 30th, but right now that deadline is June 30th. They did just reopen the ability for people to apply for emergency disaster loans, which is another loan program um, that's available. So, uh, you know, if for whatever reason, if you miss that deadline for the PPP, you could always apply for the emergency disaster loan program. It's just a little different uh, applications, more complex, more information is needed. Uh, it's bigger program. You can get a larger amount typically under the emergency disaster loan, but the PPP is very easy. Uh, They've just changed a number of of things as it relates to the forgiveness application. So you can have portions of that forgiven Um, and they've extended the amount 
or the period of time that you can get coverage. So before the PPP was an eight week uh, program. So as soon as that money was deposited, you had to use it within eight weeks and then you could make application to have that loan forgiven. Now they've extended that. So from the date of deposit, you have 24 weeks to use that money and you can use that money for more, not more things, but more of it can be used for rent, uh, utilities and mortgage interest before you had to use 75% uh, for payroll costs. Now you only have to use 60% for payroll costs. The other 40% can be used for the rent, utilities and, and mortgage interest if you have it. Okay. That's awesome. So how does somebody go about actually getting the PPP loan or any other different types of funding uh, due to the whole COVID-19 epidemic? Yeah, I think the, the first thing you, you can try to do is you can, you can go to sba.gov. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, but basically the Paycheck Protection Program, if you go to sba.gov, you can download uh, basically a, a little document on the program itself. There's also a link to who the providers of Paycheck Protection Program loans are um, and who, who's eligible. So most small businesses are, are eligible if, you've have, if you have payroll in the last 12 months and you're going to continue to pay employees moving forward. Um, and your bank is, you know, where you have your bank, your business banking account is probably the best place to start. Go to them first, uh, contact somebody immediately, find out if they're still taking applications for the Paycheck Protection Program. And if they're not, then go to sba.gov and look for the link for the PPP and then uh, specifically for the number or the list of participating vendors. Um, and so there's a lot of banks out there that are right now only servicing their own clients. Uh, but there's other banks out there that are saying, Hey, we'll, we'll help everybody. Oh, that's awesome. Because I was under the idea the whole time that you specifically only could get the PPP loan, uh, from your own bank. Mm -hmm. I didn't know you can also get it from other banks. That's actually really cool. Yeah, that's, and that was the biggest uh, confusion with the program because it was a federal program. But when you tried to make application, if you didn't have a checking account at that bank related to your business, they weren't, uh, so many banks weren't even going to talk to you. But more banks came online, and some of them aren't even banks. Some of them are lending institutions, like there's an online mortgage broker. Uh, that does PPP loans. Wow. wow. So uh, you can go out there and if you search on mortgage brokers doing PPP loans, you probably can get right to them. Um, but they, they're online doing those. Credit unions are doing those now. It's not just the banks. That's, That's awesome. really awesome. Mm -hmm. Because when... Um when this all happened, I was like trying to apply for like basically everything that I could. Um, and we applied for the disaster loan first and then we applied, well, we tried to apply for the PPP, but every time I went to our bank's website, it said that it was either down, they were still getting it together or like the, um, the applications were closed. So I didn't even get a chance to apply for the PPP, but then we got the, the SBA loan and I was like, well, just forget it. We have the, the other one now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things where some banks were really on top of it. They were just doing manual applications as many as they possibly could. Other banks were trying to bring their websites up so they could process more, but it took them longer to get started. 
Other banks just really weren't sure that they wanted to participate and waited. I mean, it was all over the board. But I got to say, when you think about the number of businesses that applied, it was like a huge money grab. The first $350 billion that, that went out was, or $350 million, it was, uh, it just went so quickly, you know, within basically a, a week and a half. The next round that was approved, uh, it went out much more slowly. And that was primarily because in the first round, there was a number of companies that were large, some of them publicly traded companies that made application that probably, uh, you know, Congress did not intend for those businesses to receive those PPP loans. Um, and so there was some controversy. You probably saw some of that in the news, but the long and the short of it is that round went a lot faster than the second round. And there's still money that's available in the second round. And that second round ends June 30th. So make your application now. There could be another round of funding that's out there and maybe, or maybe they'll extend the date for application for this round. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's best to get in as soon as possible, make the application, turn in the application uh, yeah. because that's your pretty much be- your best shot basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the application don't, don't be intimidated by that word application because the application is actually pretty easy. Um, and the calculation of how much you might be eligible for eligible for is pretty easy. It's, you know, whatever last year's payroll was, payroll and benefits. So if you paid for insurance, uh, that's included as, if you pay for that as a payroll benefit, that's included. If you included matching in your 401k plan for your, for your uh, employees, that, that can be included in that calculation. But come up with your total one year's compensation benefits, compensations and benefits, and then divide that by 12 and then multiply times two and two and a half. And that's the upper limit of what the PPP is, the amount that you can apply for. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, by the way, uh, you're able to share your screen now. So if you wanted to show us uh, like yeah. some oh. cool stuff. Okay. Uh, the other thing is a lot of, a lot of companies um, that are especially small businesses um, that don't really have employees, if they're just self-employed, you know, they're eligible for the PPP. Of course, you've had to have earnings in your business to be eligible, but it's the same thing. It, it's a little different in the calculation because you don't have like W-2 if you're self-employed, you're just, you know, getting your income and then claiming on your tax return. So the, the calculation is a little more difficult sometimes to get to, but, um, but the bottom line is if you're self-employed, you can apply for a PPP. If you're a partner in a partnership that paid you guaranteed payments, you can apply on your own for PPP based on the income that you got from that partnership. So the partnership, if they had the employees, applies for their own PPP, but you as a partner in that didn't get paid, you're not in that payroll, right? Your payroll is what you received in in your K-1. You can apply for the PPP based on your income. Wow. Okay. If you're self-employed or you're a business owner, you have to cap the amount of your benefits and payroll at 100,000. So if you divide that by 12, that's like $8,333.33 a month. Um, And you multiply that times two and a half, that's the upper limit of what your Paycheck Protection Program loan could be. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a little bit different. It's the same application, but some people are thinking, if I didn't get a paycheck, I'm not eligible. No, that's that's not what the program says. It says if you, uh, had a business and you had earnings uh, and you're the business owner, you can apply for a PPP. 
That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good to know. And then, so you say that it's necessary to set up a separate bank account when you do get the loan. Um, so why is that? Yeah, it's, it's not a requirement of the program. Sometimes it's necessary, uh, especially when people uh, mix a lot of incomes together, right? Uh, you want to make sure when you're using these loans proceeds, if you want to have forgiveness, in other words, you don't want to have to pay any of it back. Some of the best things to do is to, to sequester or segregate those funds and, and account for them separately so that you have very clear idea of what you use that money for. Some people can't do that when it's all consolidated together because they don't maybe maintain sophisticated accounting systems where they could say, what are the transactions related to the PPP? If you can do that, you don't really need to have a separate account. But if you think you're, there's any question, uh, the best thing to do is put it in a separate envelope <laughs> right? That kind of the envelope budgeting system, take it and put a separate bank account and then write the checks from there as you're using those monies for eligible PPP expenses. Then you have a list of transactions, you have separate checks related to that, it's all in one place. And if you need to provide all that documentation at the end to be forgiven, you have everything all together. So it's just maybe a, an easier way to organize than if you have it all jumbled up with your other payroll records and your other company expenses, especially if you don't have a good accounting system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that idea is like really, really simple, but it's so, um, I feel like it's really effective because it kind of goes back to the envelope budgeting system, which I, I never tried it, but I'm actually, I read this book called Profit First. I'm actually going to get into like actually doing that a little bit. Um, but it, it's really powerful because it, like uh, one of my friends were, uh, they they also got the, not the PPP loan, but the disaster loan. Yep. They There's a lot of stipulations to what you supposedly are not supposed to use that money for. So what he did, because his business was still earning money, luckily, is he's going to use that disaster loan for like the, you know, employees, you know, inventory and stuff like that. But he's actually going to use the income that he was generating from his business to actually help grow the grow the business and spend it on like investments and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a very um, good way to keep separate accounting systems for one, your business and two, this actual loan that you got. And it's I feel like it's a very powerful thing that everybody should do, even in their personal finances, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and I think, you know, considering using these proceeds. Uh, for protecting your business downstream, you know, or expanding your business. You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I'm talking to, that I'm talking to now that are actually trying to position themselves to come out of this uh, in a very strong way, uh, making, make, maybe making business acquisitions or, you know, uh, whether it's staffing up or building inventory or whatever they're doing to come out of this in a stronger way. Uh, you don't have to apply for forgiveness. This is a low interest loan. The Paycheck Protection Program is a low interest loan. It was really designed to help keep people working if they could, if you could as a business owner. But what I told all my clients was, don't spend the money bringing people back if you don't have work for them to do, right? They can stay on unemployment, at least they're gonna get something. You can you know, run your business as you need to, but make good business decisions. Don't, yeah. don't make the decisions based on trying to get forgiveness yeah. because it's a low interest loan. Uh, when the loan program first came out, the repayment terms were 1% on any amount that wasn't forgiven 
payable over two years. So whatever the balance was payable over two years. Well, huh. that's like, you know, pennies. Yeah. It's not yeah. a lot of money yeah. on, on the paycheck protection loan that you got. So if you're going to use it to expand your business or acquire help acquire another business or to come out of this more uh, strongly uh, in some ways, the nice thing is they've extended the repayment period. Now it's five years. Wow. So you have five years to pay back the loan balance at 1%. So it's not required that you use this for payroll. It's required that you use 60% of it for payroll related benefits. If you want forgiveness, if you just want it as a loan, use it for whatever you want and pay 1% for five years. Absolutely. And I agree with that because that's a very abundant uh, expansion mentality because uh, even though a lot of businesses really did struggle throughout this, there have been businesses, one of my businesses included, where it's like, you know, you expect like sales to just drop like 50% overnight. And then you look at them and then they're like, oh, it's like, it wasn't as bad as it definitely could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in those, I think in those businesses, uh, they have an opportunity to really use this capital to come out on the other side stronger. And a lot of people kind of, you know, think about business expansion as being something that's like greedy or something like that. But the way I think about it personally is if you use that capital to expand, not all, only are you serving more customers, but you probably had to hire another employee or a couple employees in order to serve those customers. So you're, you're spreading the yeah. benefit of that, uh, that capital that you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That's, you know, that's kind of how we look at it, you know. If we can impact the people that we serve, when we are impacting the community that we live in, right, Absolutely. or that they live in, and so if you can make those positive changes, you're gonna you're gonna end, end up making a positive change in the environment. Oh yeah, absolutely. So can you apply for um, multiple loans and like get approved for multiple loans, or is it only just like you can you can only get one of them? Yeah. So uh, let me share my screen here. There's a couple of different, uh, you can see this, uh, other loans that are available. Let me see. There's the, the EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. That's the EIDL. Uh, you can go to sba.gov and you can make application for that loan. Uh, there's an SBA Express Bridge Loan and then SBA Debt Relief. So if you actually had an SBA loan, uh, your uh, loan payments and principal has been, has been basically uh, covered. You know, you don't have to pay those for six months. Oh wow! Um, so they actually suspend the 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 accrual of interest and things like that, and they've stopped the payment portion. So there's there's a little bit on the SBA debt relief as well. So those are the three other kind of loans other than the PPP. Okay. The oh, awesome. the, the EIDL works a little bit in conjunction with the PPP. If you get an advance there's an advance portion that comes to you and let's just say it's $5,000. I think the biggest advance is Mm $25,000. But if you got an advance of $5,000, it would go towards the the, uh, PPP that you get as far as um, forgiveness. So they work together. It's a little complex, but... um, but other than that, you can have a PPP and you can have an EIDL. Oh, wow. And and I feel like that's really, really... Uh, good stuff to know oh, yeah. uh, for, for anybody who owns a business and even employees, like even if like you uh, work closely with the business owner, or you know who the business owner is, they may not know this stuff. So if you're the employee that can bring this idea up to them and 
actually help them cover payroll, help them cover rent, help them cover utilities. If I was an employee, I'll be like, hey, boss, there's this thing called the uh, the uh, PPP and the disaster loan. And mm-hmm. uh, here's how you fill it out and stuff like that. By the way, um, can I get a raise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just had a I had a call earlier today, actually. And it just happened to be somebody called me on my cell phone. Didn't I didn't recognize the number. I was on a different call. I just called them back and it ended up being uh, a person that I've known for a while. She's a vendor of mine. And we just started chatting and, and she said, she mentioned something about not being eligible for the PPP. And I said, what do you mean you're not eligible? She's like, well, I've been doing all this work with one other employee. All our other workers are, you know, off and we're just calling them back now. So I didn't think I was eligible. I'm like, you're totally eligible. You need to make application now, right? Just share this. You know, we talk about this as being a business uh, loan situation, Uh, but basically you know, if, if you're a small business that meets the size standards, or if you're a not-for-profit or a vet, veterans organization, or if you're basically are a tribal business concern, you're also eligible for this. It's not just for small business uh, as we might think about small business. Wow. Um, if you're in this uh, NAI, NAICS code beginning with 72, that's like accommodation. So if you're, you're in the kind of the hotel industry or, or restaurant business, uh, even if you're a larger business, you might qualify. And then of course, sole proprietors, independent contractors, and self-employed persons yeah. are all eligible. So um, you might not get a, a huge amount, but again, you can apply for the emergency disaster loan and the, and the PPP. And the emergency disaster loan can be a pretty significant amount depending upon the size of your business. And you can use that to expand your business or protect your business moving forward. You know, um, yeah. many businesses are trying to figure out if there's a second wave, how do I protect myself? You know, they still haven't figured out what their business continuity plan is. So having a, a little bit of money in the bank is always a good thing. And that's always a challenge with business owners to do that and to have that money available for an emergency. Cause none of us, anticipated this we were business as usual yeah uh, you know and then all of a sudden the next day we're wondering how are we going to stay in business <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> a huge interruption and Definitely. even with the people that did have reserves like let's say like you know either personally or in business they had like three months reserves that probably still wasn't even enough <laughs> yeah i mean that's you know we talk to clients all the time they say well what how much should i have in reserve how, what's the emergency <laughs> what can you what can you envision as the emergency nobody was envisioning being closed for you know a month three months six months i mean you know in michigan uh just this week they're going to reopen the gyms and the yoga studios and stuff like that and they may get shut back down because it's a federal court that's opening them up and the governor didn't you know thought it was a little too early so um you know uh, each state is having their own challenges and the businesses within those states are, are the ones that are having to deal with that. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. It's hard to predict, hard to predict how, how these kinds of things can impact business, but having a reserve is important. Having access to cash is most important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I definitely agree with that. And um, like I did a lot of soul searching uh, through all of this that has been happening and you know making sure that i have the right mindset about things and i i realized even in myself as an entrepreneur i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of a spender 
like not not on personal. We'd things, have a good time me. together. I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't spend personally, like I'm not out buying cars and shoes and stuff, but if I see like a course that I really like and it costs Every a couple thousand dollars, a couple thousand dollars, I'll spend it. <laughs> and it's it's like, like, look at the books on my bookshelf. I'll buy books all day long. Exactly. You know? I'm, I'm just like that. And um, I, I, um, I realized that a lot of times, not that I would necessarily spend too much, but like keeping in mind that you should be growing your business, but at the same time having cash in the bank. Cause I wouldn't right. mind like emptying the bank account on some courses, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like doing both because I think both are really necessary. And as an entrepreneur, when I was, you know, before this, I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. You know, cash will come back in next month or whatever. But it's like, eh, yeah, it's like slow down, <laughs> you know, definitely, you know, budget for it and make sure that there's always cash in the bank, but you're still doing the things that you need in order to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have a much more balanced mentality now because of all this. So, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to like the PPP and um, the other loan programs, when you don't use it for like whatever it it specifies like in the loan contract um, or if you just don't follow the rules, um, are there any other fines or are you just paying interest or how does that work? Yeah, there's no penalty. I mean, like, like I said, there's no requirement that you have to spend it on payroll, on rent or on utilities. It's only a requirement if you want that portion forgiven. So let me just use an example. If, if, uh, uh, we had a client that applied for 25 or received a $25,000 PPP. They just wanted to bank that because they, you know, they did, they banked it. They weren't sure when they were going to bring their workers back. Um, they haven't done that yet. And they had eight weeks to spend that money. Well, as it turns out, now they have 24 weeks to spend the money. Now, as the things are, as regulations are lifting and people are allowed to go back to work, they can bring the folks back and they can spend that money within that 24 week period. Then at the end of that 24 week period, they have 10 weeks to make an application for forgiveness. Mm. There's two forms. If there, there's an, the first form that they published was really complex. It was six pages long. Oh, wow. uh, and you, you like had to have a PhD to understand it. I mean, even as a CPA, we were struggling, like, what do they mean by that? <laughs> um, and so uh, they came out with an easy form, which is still difficult, but it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier. Um, and, and so uh, you have 10 weeks to submit that application for forgiveness. And if you, you had a $25,000 PPP and you had $20,000 of expenses and you made application and the application was ex accepted for forgiveness, then you'd only have $5,000 in a loan that you could repay back over five years at 1% interest. And most businesses now that they've extended that weeks those weeks from eight weeks to 24 weeks most businesses are going to apply for a hundred percent forgiveness oh absolutely That's so cool. they're not going to have to pay any of that back wow. but it's taxable the loan so is taxable the loan the, um, the well and when you get forgiveness it's called a grant mm -hmm. so that that uh grant in essence if you think about that it's not really the loan proceeds that are taxable. But if you think about it from this perspective, if you earn the same amount of money this year as you did last year, you're actually going to have higher income because you have less expenses. You're not going to be able to claim 
the expenses uh, uh, uh. that you used on the forgiveness. So that's going to raise your taxable income. I did not. Raise your taxable income, you're going to pay tax. So you're, they're, they're actually not taxing the loan proceeds, but they're, because they're disallowing the expense because you got a grant, in other words, to cover that expense, you can't claim that deduction, which increases your profitability hmm. by that amount. That's so yeah. <laughs> you're going to pay something probably. Uh, you know, my personal view is Congress did not intend for that to happen. In fact, they said in the CARES Act, that's 868 pages, and I didn't read all of it, but I read a lot of it. And the portion that they said about the PPP, it was, it was not going to be taxable. Mm, okay. I guess really, truly, it's not taxable. It's just that you're not allowed to take the deduction, so you're going to pay tax on the impact. Yeah. Wow. Same thing. Crazy. Yeah. And, and that's, it's good to know people like you who are actually like looking out for those nuanced things, because mm -hmm. I guarantee you 99% of us entrepreneurs never would have caught it. Right. We're like, <laughs> like free <that>. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the internal revenue service, they came out um, probably about three weeks ago and they said that this is how it was going to be treated unless Congress acted to, you know, basically enacted a law to tell them otherwise. But I, I think, you know, the bottom line is, you know, we can complain about the fact that we might have to pay tax because we have higher profits <laughs> than we might have otherwise had, but we probably have lower profits overall because of this impact. And we're lucky if we got a loan. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I'll still take uh, it. <laughs> that they had a program. Yeah, exactly. They're, you know, the impact might be less than we thought because we have to pay tax on that, but it's still better than nothing. nothing. Absolutely. So is there anything else we need to know about the PPP loan? So if you've, if you've received your loan, you can choose, if you were one of the first uh, businesses to receive it in that first um, funding, you had eight weeks, in essence, to spend the money. Now that is uh, extended, if you want to, you can choose to extend it to 24 weeks, okay? Um, and then you can also choose to spend it on 60% of payroll instead of 75%. There's no drawback as far as I can tell there. And then after that, if you select 24 week period, after that 24 week period, you have 10 weeks in which to create your application for forgiveness. You need to submit that to your bank. Okay. And then the bank basically will make the determination with the SBA whether, they're not, whether or not they're going to forgive that loan. And if there's any difference, that's what you're going to have to pay. So just keep in mind the forgiveness isn't automatic. You have to make application for it. And uh, if you choose that you want to use the expenses over the eight-week period, you've got 10 weeks from the eight-week period to get your application in. So don't miss the deadline if you want forgiveness. And make sure you fill out the forgiveness application because you've got to apply to have it forgiven. It's not going to be automatic. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, you've given us so much great information about this uh, PPP loan, how to use it, uh, what the actual rules are, because there's a bunch of rumors out there that a lot of times aren't true. Like it's just spread through social media by people who haven't actually read it. And you've actually done the research and have, have been able to articulate this to a lot of people who are very unclear about it. Um, if somebody wants to personally work with you, um, because they know they're going to forget the deadline or they're trying to grow their business or they just need 
some financial help and they know that even before all of this happened, they weren't necessarily good with their finances. How does that person, that individual get into contact with you or your team? Well, thanks. Thanks for asking me that question. <laughs> uh, if they want to reach us, they can, they can reach us. Uh, you know, my LinkedIn address is Wayne B. Titus III. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find our businesses at www.amdgservices.com. Uh, or my author page, you know, I wrote that book from uh, Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Wellbeing. Uh, my author page is Wayne B. Titus, the number three dot com. Awesome. awesome. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It was again. my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, Jazz and Joe, anytime you have questions, let me know. I'd be happy to come back on the show. I love talking with you guys. Okay. Absolutely. We will hold you to that. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll do. Perfect. Thank you. So that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you got as much value out of this as we did. Keep in mind, the only way we can improve is through constructive feedback. So remember to rate and review this episode. Also, you are not the only person that needs to know this super valuable information. So be sure to subscribe and share as well. Stay tuned for the next episode. And remember to always spread abundance. Peace.